Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to make this podcast possible. I am Frank Goodman. And Martha. Martha. Glad to be back with you, Frank. I'm glad to have you back. But Martha, you know, here's the deal. Since our last episode, so much has taken place over the over the television and in life. And I, it made me think about how the podcast started. You know, it, it was about being funny. Always presenting something funny. But it evolved. It evolved into something that's been become more educational. So since last week, this, here, uh, this is just a list of things that I wrote down. I wrote down Miss Shea Moss in Atlanta. I thought about Richard Randy Cox the young man in New New Haven, Connecticut, who slid in the back of the police van and hit his head against the door. Right. And right now he's supposed to be paralyzed. Um, then I thought about the abortion ban from the Supreme Court, Juneteenth to, to 4th of July. The Supreme Court Justice, Kentonji Brown Jackson. I thought about blacks and politics. How do we you know, involve ourselves in, in, in politics. Then I thought about I thought about the California Council voting to return uh, the Bruce Beach land to the descendants of the family. Right. And after going through all of those things, I was like, hey, there's so much to talk about. And if, if I think about something funny, there's a possibility we can miss out on archiving and letting people know that we were thinking about these serious issues. So let me turn it over to you. What things did you think about since last week until now before we go into whatever the conversation is going to be today? Okay. Frank, let me say one thing. There's a time and place for everything. Mm -hmm. But these events that we've witnessed since Juneteenth have put us on a path that it's not about funny anymore. It's serious. And like you, I, I've i been pretty upset about some of the events that have occurred just in the span of two weeks. Mm-hmm. And on your list, you had Shay Moss, and I had her mother, Lady Ruby, as well. And I certainly had the abortion ban on and the young man who was mistreated by the police. Those are things that we had in common and I tell you Frank I don't think I ever mentioned to you I like I like drinking tea I'm really into tea mm-hmm. but this week has forced me to go back in the closet and pull out my good old chamomile tea because I just needed to calm down from all the things that have happened that impact us and the village right so I say that we're on we're on point together because we're seeing the same issues that seem to repeat themselves over time and history that affect the village and affect us who live within the villages of black people. So, yeah, let's let's talk about some of those things. Okay, so what do you think, what is at the forefront of your mind that we should discuss today uh, for our listeners to to kind of catch on to, to think about, provide feedback on what should we talk about today? 
I think the first thing I'd like to say is regarding Shea Moss and her mother, what appeared to me when I watched them, or watched her in particular, is that she had suffered an immense trauma. And that trauma remains unresolved. And she has not appeared to have had any kind of assistance to help her through the trauma. And that's not to say that she may not have filed lawsuits or took the legal way to get remedy. It's the emotional remedy that I'm looking for that black people seem to not be able to get in times of crisis. Right. So that was number one. And then, of course, certainly all the things that happen regarding women and their right to choose, that's immense for me. Mm-hmm. You know, having come through uh, my life and had certain freedoms that certainly my mother and grandmother didn't get a chance to enjoy, you know, I look at it as an assault on women, but an assault on black women in particular. And I say that because black women in in my family, you know, if I look back at my family history, my grandmother and great-grandmother were midwives, and they served the community. And they would go around and assist all the women in the community with their birth of their children. And I see that coming forward when I look at my cousins and my own family members who are nurses. They seem to have brought that trend forward to the nursing community. And right now I see this whole thing about abortion rights is a greater issue than just abortion because it is a right to choose. It is the freedom to choose how you're going to deal with your life, what decisions that you can make for yourself. And it seems at this point, this judgment has forced women in a corner. that puts them in a position where their backs are against the wall and they don't have the right to say what they want to do with their bodies. And that is offensive to me. I find it um, unconscionable that white men in particular come up with laws like this suppress women. I don't know. Do you feel the same way or do you think that I'm on track with that? Well, you know, the thing is, you know, I always, when I think about issues like this, I always try to assess myself from my younger self versus my older self or my more mature self. You know, when I was younger, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't understand what happens to the woman's body I wasn't old enough to even consider how things might affect a woman. All I knew and all I had been taught was that you be responsible for what you do. So mine was about if I were to get my girlfriend, my wife, or whatever pregnant, then I had to be responsible to be the father. You understand? Right. So I didn't see things from the standpoint of abortions. I didn't understand that. So I would have looked at it based on my religious practices at the time, saying, hmm, you're killing someone. My more mature self has a different view. It's not about religion. It's about the fact that, you know, it's about the law of the land. Mm -hmm. And it is about the woman's right to make that decision. I haven't been impacted by it. 
But I do feel right. that it is about the woman's right to make the decision because what concerns me most is that I can remember when I was in high school, I would hear conversations coming from my fellow students, female students. And I would hear them talking about aborting children. And I would hear them talking about doing it at home. I would hear about clothes hangers. I would hear about drinking certain things to abort a child. And then when I started my genealogy and I came across a death certificate of one of my cousins who died in 1967, my granduncle's daughter. She was 16 years old, and on the death certificate, it said that she died from an infection caused by an abortion. There was no operation. It took place at home. So, so all of these things, that this is what's running through my mind. You know, what you tell me about is things that I too have witnessed as a female. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had friends on both sides say, you know, keep the baby or don't keep the baby. Mm -hmm. And certainly, some instances, I can relate that girls who were forced to keep that child Some of them accepted the child, and some of them rejected that child. Mm -hmm. And that's a horrible thing to watch, where a child who's seeking motherly love is rejected because that child is always going to be that event that put something negative in her mind or something negative that had happened was so traumatic and so great that she can no longer issue um, that motherly love to that baby. And then on the other hand, I've had friends who've had babies. Uh, Their parents took over the the position of taking care of that child. In some cases, the child was raised as if it was the parent's child. And the rest of the world didn't know that this was really the young lady's child. Until she passes away, and then all of a sudden, the door, Pandora's box opens up, and you find out, and the child's in shock. She's an adult, and she's finding out for the first time that the person that she thought was, you know, her sibling yeah. is actually her mother. Right. So these these decisions, because of life events that force us to make unhealthy decisions about things, and it ma- makes us think that women are not given the respect or the... Uh, understanding that they can make decisions and wise decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, our elders, women, made wise decisions. Nobody questioned whether their decisions were wise or unwise because they knew that they had lived and had life experiences that gave them an insight uh, of, of facts of life. Mm-hmm. So you adhered to those or you listened to those, and as you got older, you, you put a different nuance to it because you learned more than they did. But the fact is, women, black women all over the world are suffering greatly already. Right. And now we are stressed to another degree because of a decision that men make without even thinking about what a woman mentally and emotionally and spiritually goes through. It is not easy 
to make a decision to abort a child. That has to come at great cost. Okay? And I don't think the men who make the decision care about or they didn't appear to care about how that how that girl or how that woman became pregnant. Hmm. They didn't care whether it was rape, incest, whatever. They didn't care about any of those things. They just want to increase the number of baby of births in the white race. That, that's the it in a nutshell. But I have to look at it from the perspective of the black woman. Mm-hmm. The black woman is already stressed to the point that she has the highest mortality rate due to pregnancy mm-hmm. among all women in America. Mm-hmm. And the same is true of our babies. Our babies have the highest mortality rate. And all of that links back to decisions made outside of our communities that prevent us from being uh, people that can really take care of our own. You know, we're given less pay, less health care, less education. And all of those things are necessary to keep the village viable. Okay, so it is easy for politicians to play the political game. And, it, you know, it is part political. And then it is about human rights. And I say it's part political because this has everything to do with voting. If you have governors in positions to create the, this abortion ban, and we know that the, the Republican Party is out front on this, whether you're a male or female, they're cheering this on. But if you are a Republican female or a Republican mother, father, sister, brother, and you're old enough to vote, it's going to impact everybody. It's not just a Democrat, a Democrat versus Republican thing, but it still has to do with voting. How are you going to vote? You have to make a decision that until this country returns to some level of normalcy, you're going to have to vote. You're going to have to vote to make sure that you don't put a Republican person in position that's going to support the abortion ban. And it can't be about whether you like Biden or not. This is part political as well. I I agree. I mean, I think I don't think it's part political. I think it's wholly political. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I think the fact that they passed this law to overturn Roe v. Wade is affecting white women as mu- more so because white women for the first time realize that they have no voice mm-hmm. and they might as well be as enslaved as black people. Right. They have a choice of what they're going to do about it. I don't, I don't know what Republican white women would do. If I were them, I would certainly t- change parties and I would vote against everything. That's right. Okay, I would do that. But I don't have any faith in white women to do that. Right. Because I think white women haven't been um, as unified in their thinking since maybe the suffragette movement mm-hmm. when they gained the right to vote. But speaking of political things, you're right, Frank. If we lose the right to make a choice, a human choice, 
then that also impacts the ability of the government to overturn the Republicans to overturn your right to vote, mm-hmm. your right to free speech, right. your right to human rights. Right. So this is a bigger issue than just the abortion issue. It portends, and at least it comes across from listening to the Republican agenda, that they want to make sure that all of the rights that have been gained in my lifetime are overturned. So why should our that, listeners, why, why should our listeners be interested in what you and I are talking about? Concerned. I think they, they should be interested because history repeats itself. Mm-hmm. And if you don't address an issue, that issue can only grow into a bigger one. And it can only force you to have to address it later on. And you might not be able to address it at that point. Once all of these laws, you see all of the states are passing all of these laws that you can't read certain books, you can't say certain words. It is repressive. And I'll say that, to me, the Republican Party is like the Taliban. I think they have the same mentality as the Taliban. The Taliban did not want young girls to go to school. They didn't want them to be educated. All they wanted them to do was get married at 13 or 14 years old and start families. That is not a recipe for a future generation. You know, we need to have educated people. We need to have young women and young men who are educated enough to make choices on their own. And we don't need someone to make a law preventing them to do that. So I think the impact is greater. The impact is there that if we don't do something about it now, if we don't address it now, if we don't see the handwriting on the wall about how it's impacting our village and the women in our village, you know, where are where are we going to go if we don't help the women in our village? Mm-hmm. Right now, I think we're doing it, and I'd say we need to do it. Not just for myself, I'm past that age, but certainly all the young women in the village and the future young women who are going to be in the village, they need to have that human right and that basic human right to um, make a decision on their own, whether it's voting or whether it's having an abortion, whether it's how they want to be educated. But if the... I'm thinking a lot about the community. Mm-hmm. And I'm going back to what I was referring to when I said I was in high school and hearing these conversations. Do we need to be reminded, based on the Supreme Court's decision, the impact, the I mean, the real fatal impact this can have on people? And it doesn't necessarily have to be young women. It can be older women. The impact this can have on the community if we don't find some way to fight back, if we don't make this about, you know, this next voting period is going to be about friends and family. Right. Your friends, your, your friends who decide to vote, to, to vote for the governors who are instituting these these uh, abortion bans and you vote for that person 
It's going to be about your friends and family. It truly is. I agree. Is. I agree, Frank, but I also recognize that we have come, let's say, horse out of the barn, and we're trying to catch the horse. And I say that to say that many of the governors who have been elected will not come up for election for a few more years. And meanwhile, we have this period between those elections where women are under this rule or under these laws that they have invoked. I think for the community, the discussion must be amongst men and women in the community. Mm -hmm. Because too often, women knew about things, men had to hear about it from the sidelines, and we need to openly discuss why it is that we're so greatly impacted and and the and we need to understand the statistics that support the fact that black women have high mortality rates those rates only increased greater between the covid pandemic and that's not good for the village mm-hmm. you know we always we're so proud when any woman has a baby or has a intending to have a baby. There's a shower, you go through all these little parties for the baby. Everybody's excited. But nobody thinks about all the black women who never get to enjoy that. And that's the discussion the village needs to take into account. Because here we go again with another level of emotional trauma and social stigmatization that goes with um, losing a child. You know, we try to find fault with the person that lost the child. And that's not right either, right? So I think we need to have a greater communication. And young men need to be part of that because they, they too need to step up and support the women in their lives. They, if they love the woman in their lives, they have to do it, step up with them and support them and be on the same page with them. So I think it's a community discussion that both male and female, I don't think it's related just to women having a discussion, young and old. Women have these discussions in secret anyway. Mm-hmm. You guys sometimes come on the tail end of it. <laughs> but, you know, but I think that we need you to be in the fray with us. We That's need right. you to support us. We need you to hear our voices. And I think black men are really exceptional because they hear our voices, some of them. Mm-hmm. And they when we we get them the give them the tools they understand clearly what the needs are and they they will act accordingly mm-hmm. so i have a lot of faith in our young men i i see so many positive things coming out of young men mm-hmm. but we need to also make sure that all of our young people have a sense of reality about life mm-hmm. it's everything's not made in atlanta or housewives of atlanta or you know hollywood kind of scenarios where everything has a happy ending. Life has a lot of choices and those choices are sometimes hard to make and it's better if we can make them collectively. If we can make them with support. So that's that's what I think about the future and I'm hoping that's where the future will lead us. That we'll come closer together that we will you know, again, young and old even that gap generation come and talk to the elders and say, well, do you remember hearing anything of what was it like back then? You know, 
because it was traumatic. It was a trauma. And I think we so often take trauma and internalize it. And maybe the time to it's time to stop doing that. It's time to speak on it, to say it, to bring it out and release it because that pent up trauma can only hurt us. Okay, so so on that note, we are leaving another recording for the archives. But not just for the future generation to listen to, we're talking about now. And these are discussions we need to start having now or continuing to have or expand the discussion, regardless of how someone wants to look at it. Someone is going to take our words and say, we're already doing it, but then maybe we need to expand it. Maybe we need to consider what age groups need to be brought into this conversation. You know, so I think that I hope that this 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 discussion catches on and that we're able to continue to work our way into this discussion uh, as we continue. I'm hoping that as well, Frank. And I think it reminds me of the African village. In the African village, when they had a village meeting, there was an opportunity for everyone in that village to express their thoughts. And sometimes if there was a, 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 a disagreement or something couldn't be easily resolved, the Council of Elders came together and they thought about it and they used their experience and their wise wisdom to make a decision on which way the group should go and or what decision should be made. So maybe we need to look to the elders, let the young people have their voice as well, because we can learn from young people. Young people have an opinion, and uh, all of those opinions together will make us stronger as a village. So, Martha, we'll get ready to shut down again. We're about to close another door. Another another episode that will certainly leave food for thought for the rest of the listeners. Right. So, again, I would like to say to all of the listeners, you know that I love you. To Martha, you know that I love you. And Same a, here, Frank. And you until bet. next time, be good. Be good. <laughs> okay.